Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. It would have been spectacular. Uh. Not a question. If Kurt Cobain would have wrote the songs. Oh, did I say that? Shut your mouth. Sorry, hey. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show right here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Yeah, you know what? I would uh, I would say broadcasting from the campus, Southeastern Louisiana University. The thing is, nobody's on campus this week. It's spring break. Spring break? Yeah, it's spring break. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Not in the real world, it's no, not. No, no, no. Really? At your job, they don't give you spring break? Are you kidding? Really? And we don't get summers off either. Then the thing is, you, uh, you're of the opinion when spring break occurs and then I get the weekend off. You don't think I'm on break. You're of the opinion a butler has been born. Thank God. Yeah. And I, I get up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I'm off. I don't have to do this. And there's like a honey-do list about four miles long. Hey, sweetie. I hate doing laundry. The leaves laundry. don't get off of the roof by themselves, don't do they? Don't make me do laundry. And you know what else I hate? The one uh-huh. thing I hate more than anything. Tell me so I can make you do it. Making the bed. Why <gasps> do you make me do that? I hate that. You know how we all have those little things that drive us crazy? I don't know why. I just hate making the bed. Oh, it's one of the things. Okay, I don't mind doing that. So that, leave that one for me. That drives me insane. I'll wash the sheets, but I don't. I hate making the bed. You know what I think it is? It's that thing where you have to catch the pillow between your chin and your chest and hold it like that, and so you put the thing on with the thing. I sounded like Bill Cosby there for a second. <laughs> Easy. On to today's topic. So we'll stop talking about me making the bed. Uh, do you remember not too long ago we talked about bands that only put out one album and one of the little categories was supergroups? Yes, I do. Right. And the concept was that supergroups got together and the whole purpose was we're going to put out one album and that's that. During my research into that supergroup thing, I found this thread, this vein of supergroups that almost happened. No. They almost happened. They came real close, but didn't. Now, I don't have a ton of them. Okay. But I have some really neato mosquito stories, so I thought we would talk about it. So this just isn't a wish list. This is something that almost really came to pass. It came close. It came close. In fact, it came so close, I only have demos from one of the groups. So I only have from this first one. So... In the 1980s, I'll tell you about the first one. In the 1980s, Yes had fallen apart, okay? Also, Zeppelin had fallen apart. And the reason is Yes fell apart. John Anderson had left. Rick Waitman had left. Zeppelin had lost John Bonham. Well, Yes frontman Chris, 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 Chris Squire ran into Jimmy Page at a Christmas party and said, why don't we get together and form a supergroup? Yes, group? why don't you? That sounds wonderful to me. Oh my goodness. Okay. And? They actually got together and they named themselves XYZ. Now, those of you who are going to go look for it, 
XYZ was a kind of Menza Menza hard rockish heavy metal band in the 1980s. So make sure you search XYZ Zeppelin. Then you'll get it. And even then, I'm not for positive sure those are really the demos. They sound like they could be made up by some studio musicians to sort of punk all of us out here that want to hear it. Oh, really? So I'm going to play it. You're going to play it anyway? But know that I'm not perfectly convinced it's it. But anyway, XYZ, and by the way... Don't let the truth get in the way. Right. XYZ stands for X Zeppelin Yes, and they got together, they met, they played... Uh, They made some demos, and I'm going to play a demo for you. It's an instrumental called Mind Drive. It sounds like them. It does. And when you listen later on into this, they played four demos. When you listen later on, it sounds like Chris Squire singing, so it may very well be it. It seems that they simply got into an argument and bickering, and we should do this. No, we shouldn't. Blah, 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 blah. I can't imagine that. And that's what killed it. We could have had XYZ as a great supergroup between Yes and Zeppelin, but the bickering killed it. Now I'm going to play one. Again, is it them? Yeah, maybe. Just play it. I will. There you go. We're going to talk about supergroups that almost happened today here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of it, again, it was called Mind Drive. It's from YouTube, so that's why the audio quality isn't so wonderful. Do you think it's members of Yes and... The only guitar on there is from Jimmy Page, and the only singing on it is from Chris Squire. So do you think it's the two members? Do you think it's Jimmy Page and some people? It's uh, white on drums. Gosh, I want it to be. So do I. I want it to be. No, it's not bad. I want it to be right. But it also sounds like it could easily be a faked thing because this almost existed. This is true. I know for a fact this oh, is yeah, true. I know that's true. But whether the uh, whether the audio is true or not, I don't know. Let's move along. And again, I don't have audio from any more of these stories. So I started with the one I had. It says here sometime around 1969, the producer Glenn Johns. Uh, do you know anything about Glenn Johns? I don't. Most people know Glenn Johns because he came up with a specific way of recording drums. It's a, a method by which you put a speaker, uh, pardon me, a microphone, a specific number of inches above the snare and then a specific number of equal inches to the right or the left of the snare and then something out away from the drum kit to catch the room sound. It's called the Glyn Johns Method. All right. And I actually lecture on it in my audio class because drums are hard to capture. I mean, do you put a mic on every drum or do you mic the space and Glenn Johns mic'd the space. And is the space that you're miking different every time? You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Oh, it, certainly. It's not the same space. Oh, certainly. That's every why studio's different, right? Exactly. That's why some people go to certain studios. That's right. They buy the space. But anyway, Glenn Johns decided to have a Beatles, Rolling Stones, and Bob Dylan supergroup. 
How oh, about that? Wait, repeat that? Once again, Beatles, Rolling Stones, and Bob Dylan Supergroup. Would you have bought that album? Well, yeah. Well, of course. It says here, according to Johns, quite a few members said they wanted to do it. However, egos prevailed. And the quote says... Egos? Wait, what's that? Uh, yeah. Keith and George thought the idea was fantastic, and they said they would do it because they were huge Dylan fans. Okay. They wanted to be in the room with Bob Dylan. Perfect sense. Okay, man. Whatever gets you in the room, that's fantastic. Ringo, Charlie, and Bill said they were amicable to the idea as long as everyone else was interested, basically. If they do it, we'll do it. Sure. We're <laughs> yeah. okay with it. John then said no. John Lennon, no. Oh, my goodness. He wasn't interested. Paul and Mick both said no. So Paul McCartney and Mick Jagger, absolutely no. So he had about half of the group and half said no. He didn't even have half. What? You know those other guys have more weight in those groups. But what an absolutely wonderful thing that would have been. Even if they didn't super group it. Yeah. Even if if just the the four Beatles, the five Stones, and Dylan got into a room. So now you have ten minds getting together, (laughs) writing songs. So you had Dylan singing his. Either it's fantastic or the biggest mess you've ever heard in your life, Yeah, but you want it to work. Well, yeah. You do. You do. Even if the songs were sung by the original groups and they didn't mix up and make a gumbo, that would have been wonderful. Even if, like, at the end there was a ten-minute, one, two, three, four, let's see where it goes. Yeah. That would have been wonderful. But... It was not to be. Uh, Glenn Johns did not successfully put it together. Here are the Rolling Stones. Give me shelter. It's from Let It here on Rockstore. Coming out of the Rolling Stones, let me give you one now that a lot of people may very well know or at least have heard of, but like me, may very well have the story incorrect. You know who ELP is, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, yes? Most people know them for their Christmas song, I Believe in Father Christmas. Uh, Or if not that, they know it for Welcome Back, My Friends, to the show that never ends. That's huge. Right, okay, that's what they know them for. ELP is the name of the group. What a lot of people then know is the sub-story that it was actually supposed to be named H. E-L-P. Uh-oh. The H, you know, help. The H being Jimi Hendrix. Oh. And the story all... But wouldn't that have been nice? Yeah. The story then goes that Hendrix died and there it all ended, but they soldiered on and became Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Well, no. Not true? Not quite. Well, true, but not quite the story. Uh Well, here's the thing. The story goes that Hendrix was interested. However, he didn't like this new drummer called Palmer. What he wanted was his drummer from the experience, Mitch Mitchell. Thus, it would have been H-E-L 
M. Helm. Helm, lovely. And Hendricks showed up to a meeting with Emerson and Lake, and they stated, no, you want this guy named Palmer. No, no, I want this guy named Mitch Mitchell. No, no, blah, 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 back and forth, arguments, arguments, arguments. That's when it went away. And then Hendricks dies at a later date. That's apparently, according to the two sources that I found, that's apparently why help or helm did not occur. That's the thought process. So That's a nice story. Same general idea. It was to be help, then helm, but it was not the death of Hendrix that put an end to the idea. But we still got Emerson, Lake, and Palmer out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And here is ELP on Rock School. here on Rock School. You know when I give some of this stuff, I really hope the audience is out there going, no kidding. Huh. I didn't know that. You know, I get nervous when I do the show and I I hope when I'm giving this information there aren't people out there with their arms crossed going, we all knew that. I hope this is new information. If it's not new information, (laughs) begin active audience and write Joe and just give him heck. How about that? Yeah, That'll make you feel good, huh? I I have been given heck from a few people. Uh, We're into the first break here, so let me give you one we may not play. But then again, like I said, I don't have a tremendous number of stories here. We're going to play a song for just about every story. So I may come back and play a song for this. In 1991, Michael Jackson started hanging out with a female female singer by the name of, you may have heard of her, Madonna, uh-huh. and they started writing songs together, but according to Michael Jackson, Madonna was way too controlling. We should do it this way. Really? We should do it this way. Here's Madonna? what we should write. Yeah, That's we should not do what this. the other men in her life said. Yeah, give me a break. And apparently Michael Jackson stood up and said, no. I, you know, you're, this isn't a collaboration album. This is you telling me what to do album. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. And that's all there was to it. So, uh, whether any of the songs were laid down, I don't have only that the two of them were sort of goofing around in the studio and it simply didn't happen. You know that somewhere there is a tape with all of that on it. Oh, I guarantee you. Because you know it. Michael Jackson was recording everything. Oh, if you're a professional artist, you have to be recording You may get that, everything. yeah, exactly. You may get the perfect line. You're recording all the time. Of course, you roll tape. Well, now it's digital, but back then you rolled tape on absolutely everything because you never knew what was going to come out. And even if it didn't, you, you just couldn't recreate something, so you had to roll tape. So somewhere it's happening, but the Madonna Michael Jackson, I can't even imagine what kind of red-haired stepchild song would have come out of that. But there you have it. All right, who's listening to us on the Rock School Radio Show affiliates list, my lovely wife? Well, let me get my list. Uh, should I go with number one or number two? I feel like I'm playing match game. I'm matching the stars. I'll take B. Go ahead. Okay, that would be KPVL in Decorah, Iowa. Very nice. Search us out on Rock School Radio Show uh, on the Facebook and uh, like us. You really like us. Believe it or not, we've been bumping up lately. We got like 30 more people in the last week. 
30, 30 more people. Well, it's not 30 more, you know, cows. It's got to be people. I love it when they, the cows listen. They hey, can't. They can't operate the mouse hooves. Listen, the yeah. cows used to listen to you in Pennsylvania, remember? That's right. That's right. A lot of cows. A lot of dairy farms. Back in a minute here on Rock School. <laughs> break i have one to tell you about and of all the ones that i have this one makes my soul hurt oh i wanted to hear this one so bad it says and this is all over the web you should have no trouble finding this one if you want to research it any farther than i'm going to tell you because i'm limited by time in 1969 miles davis yes that miles davis the jazz musician and Jimi hendrix yes that Jimi hendrix had plans to record an album together so for about a year davis and hendrix were jamming together in an apartment in new york city really getting serious about forming a group wow well they already had a drummer and a guy that was playing along with miles davis his name was tony williams what they needed was a bassist so hendrix says why don't we call paul mccartney to join us if, if, yeah, if you're Jimi Hendrix, Paul. you can say, let's call Paul. I don't know why I was going to do a liver puddling accent for you know, Jimi Hendrix, but let's call Paul. And they decide, yeah, let's call Paul. Well, they can't get in touch with Paul, so they contact his publicist. And his publicist gets back to them two days later and states, Paul McCartney will not be joining you because he's on vacation in Scotland. What? What? If Imagine my answer. By the way, Miles Davis and Jimi Hendrix uh, would like you to join them to play bass. What would my answer be? I'll be there. I'll be there so fast your head will oh, yeah. spin. But no, he turned it down, and that's why it didn't happen. That makes my soul hurt. Aww. That would have been un. I say that, you know? Yeah. That's the Kurt Cobain argument. If Kurt Cobain had lived, he would have... Would he? Would he? You know? If Stevie Ray Vaughan had lived, he would have... Would he? You never know. Are you sure about that? Paul McCartney may have just, you know, taken three days with his wife and children. That'd have been that. And he's like, uh, nothing is going to bother me or get in my way. Not, Miles not, Davis. Not even Miles Davis himself. Sure. I'd have flapped my arms real hard and gotten say, back. Did you say sure? Yeah, I don't. I said sure. That's not a word. I said sure. No, I know. There was no need to bleep that. Oh. All right, Hendrix, Red House, Sun Rock School. the hour here on rock school just a little bit late my name is joe burns you are tammy burns there you go now 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 let us talk about seven days and 70 seconds because right after this we're going to talk about another super group that came a heartbeat away from happening but did 
nuts. Yeah, let's so, get this over with so we can get back to the subject. Come on, dude. Good enough. These are the rock and roll dates, April 17th all the way through April 23rd, and I believe you have Monday. Uh, go. April 17th, 1960, Gene Vincent is seriously injured in a Wiltshire, England car crash in which Eddie Cochran dies. April 18th, 1985, Liberace breaks his own record at Radio City Music Hall, pulling in $2 million. April 19th, 2008, Donna Sommer scores a number one dance hit with I'm a Fire making her the first artist to top that chart in every decade since its 1974 debut. Wow, you want to try that one again? No, shut up. Gosh, April 20th, 2002, the body of Alice in Chains singer Lane Staley is found by police in his Seattle apartment. April 21st, 1990, Paul McCartney sets a new world record for attendance at a concert by a single artist when his touring ended concert at the... Wait a second. That isn't Macarena. What Mar- is it? Maracana. Oh, Maracana Stadium in Rio draws 184,000 people. Yeah, it's show prep right here, folks. April 22nd, 1969, the Carpenters signed with A&M Records. And then finally, April 23rd, 1964, the Beatles shoot Can't Buy Me Love. That scene for the movie, A Hard Day's Night. I show that to my film classes, specifically film history. Yeah, what do they say? Well, they enjoy it. It's one of those things where the students are still young enough to understand who the Beatles are and they're still young enough to understand what a music video is because it's my opinion that has a true chance, if you will, of being the first music video because what they used to do to promote the movie is literally lift Can't Buy Me Love out of the movie and then show it as a trailer. So even though it wasn't on TV, even though there wasn't Friday Night Videos, it still acts exactly like a music video. It still has the quick cuts. It still does all that thing. They, Beautiful. They, they make fun of Monty Python, yep. the, the upper-class twit Olympics inside of it. <laughs> and it's entirely possible that could be the first music video ever. Now, again, like I tell my students, anytime I say first, you better wink pretty hard because someone could find There's something There's an Eskimo previous. somewhere who had a video before Always. that. Okay, Always. let me ask you this since, Shoot. since you just said that. Yeah. How many more years do you have that where you think that students are going to know about the Beatles and they're going to know about video and things like that before it's, that totally it's, goes away? It's starting to shock me, the things that I'll say and they stare back at me. 9-11 is beginning to become something that is only a historical fact to the students. They're beginning to be so young when I talk about 9-11 that it is something that they semi-remember. Wow. In five years, it's entirely possible they will be infants when it had happened. So we're, we're, we're dealing with a lot of things that are starting to go away. BuzzFeed has this thing that they do at the beginning of every year. And I know BuzzFeed isn't a, you know, an academic website, but still, it's really neat. They put something up at the beginning of every year that states, people born this year will never know this. Okay. And it's like the rotary dial telephone, the right. what have you. And it's all stuff you know. And I don't know whether they're trying to entertain me or make me feel substantially older than I am. 
So, okay, let's get back to supergroups that almost happened. WWB. Have you ever heard of that? And it sounds like a bad television channel. It sounds but... like a wrestling event yeah. to me that <laughs> yeah. I missed. WWB. Wakeman, Wetton, Buford. No. Okay. All right. Rick Waitman jammed and joined up with John Wetton and Bill Bruford, and they had all played together before. However, Bill Bruford and John Wetton had most recently played together with King Crimson in the 1970s. Okay. Take a breath. My they, God, to say those words. Difficult, huh? Yes. And they had, you know, really formed this alliance to one another. Okay. So they get together with Rick Wakeman, who is in many people's eyes the greatest rock keyboard ever now people who are fans of john lord are going to go you're crazy just stating what i saw you know online right so what they did is they got together and it says here they wrote songs it says here they wrote demos and i never found any of them they it also says they had photos taken i mean they sort of incorporated themselves as a band what killed them well Rick Wakeman thought himself the grand of the three of them, so he created (laughs) contracts Uh -uh. for them to sign that suggested a 50-25-25 split of all money with Rick Wakeman, the man who created the contracts, getting the 50%. No. And the other two basically said, go jump in a lake, go pound sand, go do something else. Oh, I see a middle finger coming up right now at him. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Imagine. That's what killed it. So let's play some King Crimson right here on Rock School. Into the second break, and I really only have two stories left to tell you, and they're both worthwhile stories, so let's simply take this break and do sort of the business we have to do so I'm able to tell you both stories. Who is listening to us? KRFY in Sandpoint, Idaho. Superb. One of these days I want to get up into Idaho. I want to stay there. So do I. I've heard it's gorgeous, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Make sure you catch us again on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show. We'll be back in just one minute. Tell you another story about a super group that could have, but did not. Here on Rock School. break i have for you sugar baby doll do you know what riot girl is you know concept of riot girl yeah okay riot girl the concept of a girl group sort of doing it on their own it sort of skirts the punk scene and such they sure do okay 
Courtney Love. Now, you know Courtney Love, obviously. Oh, she I do. She went on to form Hole. Cap Gillen, who went on to form Babes in Toyland. And Jennifer Finch, who would later join L7. Now, this is all before these things happened. These three women got together and formed a band called Sugar Baby Doll. So here are three women who are going to join or start three successful groups. Wow. This group, Sugar Baby Doll, logically, mathematically, should should be one of the greatest girl groups ever created. Girl groups, heck, it should have been one of the greatest rock groups created. Oh, my gosh. There's not a question. It says here they got together, they were jamming, they were doing wonderful, but... Not showing up for practice, not doing what was expected, too much drug use, simply broke the why whole thing up. Why don't up. people just show up for work? I don't know. Sober and not I high? Don't I don't understand. Don't you have to make a paycheck? I don't know. I you, you do have to look at it, and I only do it for fun. Let's be honest. My job is a professor. And being in a band is is fun. It's it's goofing off. It's getting together with four other friends once a week and playing songs and laughing and telling lies and that kind of stuff. But if you know, if I did it for my living, if you had to buy the baby's diapers with the money yeah, you were going to make, wouldn't you, be you show there. up? You be there. You be there. It's not I a mean, question. It's a job. Were, they weren't always rich. No. There was a time that they had to buy milk and baby diapers. Am yeah. I right about that? Right. And that's what. That's what broke it up. They're, they're, you Milk have, and baby diapers broke it up? Yeah. You got to look at it as a job. <laughs> oh, my god. There's gosh. no question. Hey, we all have to work, don't we? That's Most true. of us. I get it that it's a band and playing music is fun. But when it all comes down to brass tacks, I need that paycheck. And you not showing up is screwing up my paycheck. And you not knowing the songs is screwing up my paycheck. Can you imagine that album? It would have been spectacular. Ugh. Not a question. If Kurt Cobain would have wrote the songs. Oh, did I say that? Shut your mouth. Sorry. Here you go. It's Hole on Rock School. Last break here on Rock School, and I don't know that this one fits into the idea of it all, but it's still a good story, and would this have made a supergroup or not? So the audience, I guess, has to decide whether this one fits or not. Metallica. They lost bassist Cliff Burton in a horrible, horrible bus accident, and they were looking for a new bassist. Kirk Hammett, who is the lead guitarist of the group, asked if the band would try out a friend of his by the name of Les Claypool. Les Claypool plays for a group called Primus. Do you know anything about Primus? Mm, Not much. Not really? No. They're really avant-garde. They are really out there. Um, And the stuff that they play is weird time signatures. It's not anything that you would sort of... I can tell you I wouldn't like it already. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's Frank Zappa-esque acquired taste type stuff. Probably not going to listen to it. The thing is, Les Claypool is a bassist who is one of these, you know, just out of the clear blue sky kind of guys. He's the Eddie, I've heard him state, he's the Eddie Van Halen of bassists. You go to see Primus or you go to see him with Oysterhead, 
to sort of watch him play. It's one of those, he's the, the musician's bassist. The stuff that he does is just amazing. It's one of those where you go, okay, I quit the instrument, I'm done. He's just great at what he does. Okay, so here's the thing. They did bring in Les Claypool. Metallica did. Here's the thing. Metallica was already sort of established. They had an established look. They were a heavy metal band. Claypool was in surfer shorts and <laughs> weird shoes and acted weirdly. And yeah. he's avant-garde. And when he played, he didn't keep a beat. He all that weird stuff on the bass. And eh, they kind of said, no, thanks, but no thanks. You're not what we want. But can you imagine the kind of album that would have been put out? I don't think people would have dug it as much had they put him into it. It would have been musically amazing, but would it have been as much in the way of hits? Probably not. Probably not. But it would have been cool to listen to. I think that would have been where it would have been. Okay, so we're going to wrap up with Metallica. So there you go, super groups that they tried, but didn't happen. I don't know how I feel now. I kind of feel sad. <laughs> I, there's a couple in there I really wish would I have happened. I wanted this to happen. Yeah, there's a couple I really wish Thanks would have happened. Thanks for putting that in my head, yeah, mister. Yeah, I know. And you know right now, there's a bunch of bands that are looking at each other going, we should team up and put together an album. And I think it'd be pretty cool. Hey, I wish there were a lot of bands out there now yeah. that would get together with another great band and yeah. do that. That's the concept. Instead yeah. of just playing on their own all yeah. the time. I think that uh, would be good. Journey. <laughs> I didn't hear that at all. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. I wish Van Halen would get together with somebody so they'd put out any music. Sammy. Thank you. Class is dismissed. <laughs>